podcast for September 18th, 2019. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Justin Labar. Matt Morgan will be along shortly. And so much to talk about tonight. We had NXT uh, broadcasting its first hour live on the USA Network. We have a new NXT North American champion. We have a new number one contender for the Women's Championship. And we have a new number one contender for the Cruiserweight Championship. It was a hell of a night. First hour on the USA Network. Second hour, well, 50 minutes really, was on the WWE Network. Massive people trying to log in all at once. Some people had trouble logging in. Some people probably still catching up and finishing the end of this uh, historic NXT. Justin Labar, what did you think of tonight's show? Uh, it was it was it was good. It was entertaining. Uh, there were some things that I had some questions or not sure about, which we'll touch on. Um, yet, you know, there was a, definitely some confusion I saw as I was on social media. People in the West Coast um, who were not getting to see NXT live on USA because it's West Coast time out there, and they have different programming. I guess uh, they were confused and asking like, "What? What? Like, what's the schedule?" I said, "You know, first hour here is on USA, then then the network, uh, and then the, yes, you mentioned the network troubles." Uh, the common thing, and I saw people across the U.S. and people in the U.K. talking about how they had trouble with their WWE Network login. The common thing I saw everybody saying was that they were logging in with their correct login credentials, and they were still in the, they were they would still get kicked right back out. Um, so I, I, I was I, I was watching the network on a Roku. I had no problems. It was pretty flawless. So I'm I'm not I don't know what what might have been causing it. It seemed like it was on a lot of different devices for people. So, you know, not what you want to see. I mean, yeah, you can try to say, oh, it's good. A lot of people are surging to turn the network on, but you want to have those technical things figured out before you before you have a, a big rollout like this tonight. Uh, I think stress test wise, this is probably the most simultaneous logins. Have they, they before they've, they've obviously had programming that they teased on Monday Night Raw. Hey, table for three. Hey, ride along. Hey, mm-hmm. WWE Chronicle or 24 is starting on the network. But I'm trying to think, have they ever done before gone from live TV and said, just see what happens next? Tune in yeah. right now to the WWE Network. They've had a few times on unadvertised, I think, where like so, like like they, they've tossed to the network after they go off the air for Raw, and maybe it's like you get to see like, a dark match, like a speech by like a legend or something. I, think, I feel like they did that with Taker once, um, like they ran out of time. Yeah, this goes um, to show, uh, Talking Smack never crashed the network. Well, but you know, I mean, they've had they they ha- they've had. You know, WrestleMania. I mean, everybody's logging on at a particular time, to but not the, all not in the same yeah. window. Yeah, you know, that's the key. And people are saying, for instance, Apple TV, which I was watching it on, I had no problem. Um, I'm assuming there's different servers for different devices. Maybe the server balancing, not to get too technical, but if the PS4 is being, you know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe they weren't anticipating all of the different servers being hit at once. But uh, it was something, man. I mean. Kudos to them for for trying something so interesting and different in doing this split show tonight between NXT and the USA Network. Um, I feel like there's a lot to talk about, just so much to to dive into, to get into, to break down. Uh, Matt Morgan has texted us. He will be along. He was watching tonight. Uh, He's just running a little bit late due to uh, City of Longwood issues. And, uh, you know, I got to talk about this. Okay, if you didn't watch tonight, this was a big spoiler, um, but oh, hey, Raj is here. Hey Raj Geary. Raj. Surprise running. What's going on? <laughs> so what did you think tonight? I thought it was great. Um, I thought it was a fun show. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it felt like a good episode of NXT, like one of the better versions of NXT. It, but it did feel, um, I don't know, kind of. Very familiar. Black, I thought Black I thought King there was going to be what's that? 
lacking in luster, perhaps? Yeah, I thought there was going to be a few more changes as far as the look and and um, just upgrading a little bit more now that you know they're on national cable. Um, you know, we'll see. I, NXT has always been one of my favorite shows, but it's also been one of those that also has kind of its own limited hardcore audience. And to expand, I just feel like you need to you need to make those changes to make it more palatable for uh, for the mainstream for more of a mainstream audience. I don't I don't think you should turn it into Raw or SmackDown, but you know, find a little bit more of a happy medium. But outside I, of that, I mean, I love that show though. I, I think their goal, I think even from what Triple H just said, their goal is this this they're they're, they're just going to continue to cater to the fans they had. They they you know, if you're a hardcore wrestling fan and said this is going to feel like home for you, I think I think the idea is to make sure that it does not find a happy medium to Raw or SmackDown. It's supposed to be more opposite, you know, of it, so well, now they're on, you know, national television, so you got to get the ratings too. And USA uh, oh. Network is averaging, you know, a million viewers in prime time. So hey, I'm with you. I'm I'm great with NXT on the network, but uh, to survive on on national cable, it's it's got to bring in new fans. It can't just go by what it it does on the network. Yeah, I mean, th- I think it really set a tone. So we got the little opening video package at the beginning. First thing we saw was Triple H's face. I liked, but again, I know we talked about this on Twitter, Raj, when they had that cinematic look for Triple H, and then at the end you realize they were shooting that live. I don't know about you, but I was like, oh my God, they're really stepping up the production quality. This looks like film. Uh, there they are live in full sale. And then it was just back to business as usual. Yeah, I really like that opening. I thought it was it was really cool. It was it was an awesome start to the show, and I thought it was really cool that the you know that the show uh, started with a women's match. I thought that you know kind of felt different, and uh, it, it just made it feel like more of an alternative. Right yeah, that. yeah, it was a great opening. It, you know, if if you want again, if you if NXT now is truly on the same level as Raw and SmackDown, it is no longer the brand that oh this guy's going down to NXT. It's just simply all lateral moves. That is a, an open that we've never seen from, from Raw or SmackDown. So that, that was, I think, that set a great tone for the opening, you know, 60 seconds. Yeah. And I think that was a, an interesting angle tonight, if we're to look at it, is that much of the show was business as usual. And that is very, very brave in the sense that we're not making a flashier show. We're not changing the way we do things. We're going to, we know what works and we're just going to do this now to a larger audience. And I give them credit for that. But I, think uh aew has a real opportunity to launch with something that is tangibly different when they well, launch in two weeks well Justin and i talked to talk about this was this last week where i was like this almost feels like like it's a soft launch like they're not throwing all the yeah. you know all, everything at the show yet like they want to see where they're at to start uh just kind of where their base is and you know because they ran commercials on raw and smackdown but it's not like they had uh, NXT stars making cameos, you know, hyping the show up or doing a big angle uh, saying like, this is, you know, I'm going to go to NXT. And so you're going to see me there this Wednesday. Uh, and maybe they're just kind of seeing where they're at right now, where the show is at, uh, how how the response is. And then once, you know, October 2nd comes, uh, then, you know, if they feel like they need to, they can throw more at it. Well, and that's not and that's not an illogical approach to say, Let's see what kind of numbers we get in the first two weeks. Let's not let's not let's not let's not try to fix what's not really broken. It's got us to this point. Let's see how it, how it responds the first two weeks. And yeah, let's save all the surprises. Let's save some of the big hooks uh, for when you do have your complete two hours on USA. When you have head to head competition, uh, which shout out if you're going to be in Pittsburgh, I'm hosting a viewing party that's going to have both NXT and AEW on uh, eight TVs in a bar. Uh, so hey Justin, are, are there drink specials at the viewing party? There are drink specials. <laughs> 
And Justin, kind of to your point earlier in the show where you were saying, um, you know, about NXT not trying to feel big and not, you know, not trying to feel, um, you, you know, overproduced or anything. They won't, you know, they might not have to do that at all. I mean, yeah. if if this works and, and it gets enough viewers and they start beating AEW right off the bat, um, then they don't need to change anything. Like this yeah. is the product that... Uh, and, and it's a, it's a great alternative to Raw and SmackDown. It doesn't look anything like those two shows. And, and if, if they get that, if they get that rating these two weeks, um, you know, we won't have to be seeing Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns making yeah. cameos on NXT. Yeah. And, I mean, it's like, it's like a, stu- it's like a, it's just a, it's a million dollar budget studio wrestling show, you know, studio wrestling back in the day, uh, didn't have obviously the money that uh, WWE has now. Um, those regional studio wrestling, but it's a million dollar studio wrestling show. And there's something to be said, obviously it's only, you know, like three, 400 fans. I've been to a taping and uh, I've been to a takeover before there and then a taping and, you know, and, and that intimacy, because you do feel so close to the ring and you are a repeat face there, uh, oftentimes in the crowd, it makes you feel part of the show and that comes off. And that's one of the good things. If you're somebody who flicks on USA network at eight o'clock on Monday, you watch raw, you know, the crowds are pretty quiet during the match. You watch SmackDown crowds are pretty quiet during the match. You tune in to watch this. That crowd is raucous. Through it's only four hundred people, but they make a lot of noise. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, if I were them, I would treat two weeks from tonight like a takeover, and really give AEW a run for their money in its debut on TNT. What, Glenn? What do you want them to do more? Flash. You said uh, flash here, and I think I saw a tweet of yours about uh, Velveteen Dream's entrance. Like, obviously, knowing they are confined physically to space like what what do you want to see i mean it's not gonna be pyro or anything like what do you what no. do you want to see um i just think he didn't even really have a gimmick tonight you know what i mean like before it was his title i mean this was a title match he was defending oh, like, like, his title like a theme to his entrance just something to get people talking a bit i mean in fact of all the big matches in his career and this was a big match because this was a title defense in the first night nxt is on usa there's some new eyeballs tonight this was a lot of people's first show i think do what he's best at, which is creating an entrance and getting people talking. Now, that being said, maybe it telegraphed the fact he was losing tonight, um, you know, and the question of what they're going to do with him next. But I think that, you know, and we could talk about this, um, but this this is a TV show now. This is now a cable TV show. It's like we talked about last night with SmackDown. SmackDown's going to Fox. SmackDown's becoming a network TV show. And as such, the network has expectations. I think for USA... They want to draw on eyeballs. I think Velveteen Dream is absolutely somebody people would tune in every week to watch. And I think that tonight they didn't give him a fair shake in winning over audience because they didn't let him. I'm not saying they didn't let him, but they he was not the full Velveteen Dream. He was not at 100% like I, I in the past. I, I disagree. Even even uh, if we're going to call it a toned down, I don't know. Even a toned down Velveteen Dream is you know yards and yards and yards different than anything else that you're going to find under the WWE or NXT banner so uh even though he didn't maybe have a a, a big blown out entrance with extras and the full takeover thing and, and a theme to his entrance i mean he's still he still just uh, you know it was very i think very captivating to to an audience if you are somebody new watching saying okay who who is this guy it is true. He could have come out on a burnt couch. I thought that was great in the the build up video showing that with Roddy lighting it on fire. I see people keep asking where Matt is. Maybe we should change oh. the banner. Maybe no, instead no, of the... he's, he's 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 here now. All right, Mr. Matt Morgan. Hey. So, what'd you think tonight? NXT on USA. I thought that they mistimed their show. Is what I, that was the biggest thing, glaring thing to me at the end. Besides Leo Rush, awesomeness. 
I yeah. like the show tonight in general, obviously. But the way it ended um, reminded me of old school OVW um, with a, a, a you know a schmoz happening where everyone comes pouring out like a clown car from the back. I just thought it looked. I don't know. Those fans will cheer for anything, <laughs> literally anything, and we witnessed it tonight. You know, I might be the only one that gets this reference, but do you remember when Impact debuted on Destination America? And they kind of did the same thing. They had this giant brawl with the whole locker room starting off the show instead of finishing it off. And mm -hmm. it, it just really reminded me of that. But um, uh, yeah. yeah, I couldn't tell if they, they mistimed the show or they just ran out of stuff to do. And they're like, all right, let's just end this. It felt because I could continue regardless. I think the vibe that they give off is that it wasn't it wasn't pristine it wasn't clean because you could continue to hear the producers on the headsets you could hear a lot of different transmissions going on not that that's their problems technical difficulties always happen but to end the show eight minutes earlier than the out ending on the hour i don't know yeah uh it makes me wonder i mean to have it and be so short uh i will tell you on usa there seemed to be a lack of video packages, vignettes. I mean, there was a little in the recap um, to the match for the North American title, but this didn't feel even like a regular weekly episode where they're showing you a bit more about the performers. I think, I don't know, a bit of a soft reset might have been good for the new viewers tonight. I thought I thought they had quite a few. They they did Donovan Dijak, uh, Dijavik, yeah. and uh, uh, there, there were a couple others. But. They showed Damian Priest real quick. I mean, they, they yeah, they, they, did, they did give little... I actually, I actually, yeah, I was the opposite. I actually thought at one point I looked at the, at the clock in the first hour. I actually felt like, man, I've seen a lot of, I mean, which is good. I mean, you want to get you want to get FaceTime and people familiar with all these different characters you're gonna roll out. But I actually think they did a pretty, pretty uh, good amount of, of video. Yeah, Keith Lee. Uh, I mean, 30 minutes into the show, you had had two matches. One was six seconds. <laughs> so, um... yeah. No, that was that was good. So, okay, so we're going to run this down in USA first. Let's pay a bill here and uh, thank the sponsor of this episode, which is Blue Chew, bluechew.com. Oh, guys, is, is your era disputed? And you know the one I'm talking about in the bedroom. Uh, Raj Geary, you've been missing a lot of uh, wrestling ink this week. You've been putting some Blue Chew to use? <laughs> I wish. Uh, it's It's been a work week, but the, uh, this weekend I'll be planning to put that Blue Chew to work. Absolutely. So every guy, every guy remembers the days when he was always ready to go. Maybe it was back in the 90s. Maybe it was even 10 years ago. Maybe you were ghost riding the whip and I'm not talking about your car. You were skeet skeeting all over the place and now, well, you're tweet tweeting because you're more interested in Twitter drama than the action that goes on in the bedroom. Good news is now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. So listen up. BlueChew.com. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. No worrying about, you know, uh, having 10 minutes left on the air and you're like, I ran out of stuff. No, with BlueChew, you've always got more. You can fill that hour or two hours, regardless of the time slot allotted, you can make it happen. And it is not just for guys who can't perform, it's for any guy who wants that extra function or to enhance their performance in the bedroom. If you're one and done, Blue Chew can make it round two, three, and four. All your dreams come true. It's prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Except except for the faces on my co-hosts when I do these ads. That's all the awkwardness involved mm -hmm. in Blue Chew, folks. Um, you said skeet, skeet. 
What is the desperation of you actually writing this stuff out versus just letting it all fly like that and begging to make these analogies that people are all going, holy chalkboard scratch, Glenn Rubenstein, stop. That was off the top of my head. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I try. I try and, you know, change things up. Very quick thinking. Very uh, quick on your feet thinking with uh, 10 minutes left. Time along. That was pretty good. So here's the deal. If you want to do things on the fly and not have to make plans, not have to take a pill and say, oh, my God, an hour from now, honey, it's going to be go time. No. Turn down the lights. You get out a bottle of some reunity on ice, perhaps. Some of the bubbly. Yes. Here, I've uh, even got it's a prop. I've got some uh, reuniti, Lambusco, the good stuff. You get some of this, you put it on ice. You put on a, a, a Chardet record or Enigma, maybe, if you're a little more new school. Lower the lights down. Take that blue chew. Ten minutes later, oh, you're ready. Good times. So here's the deal. We want you to try blue chew for free. Here's all you have to do. Go to bluechew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use our special <laughs> promo code WINC. Just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code WINC to try it free. Blue chew is a better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. And it'll give you a hashtag undisputed boner. We thank Blue Chew for their continued support. Back to NXT. Oh, oh, it's such a fun week when it's Blue Chew week on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Uh, Blue Chew. Can we please get the comments up? Please, I'm begging you. <laughs> what do you guys think of Glenn Rubin? <laughs> Glenn's giving you guys the little, his little uh, insider's uh, notebook on how he gets down on weekends with his wine bottle. <laughs> Pot committed. Dude, Chardes, where is that, man? Smooth operator? Yes. Yeah, come on. No one can argue with that song. Um, that would be the greatest wrestling character ever. You know what the trick is to that? It's that Hef wore, Hugh Hefner wore like a hybrid robe and like velvet smoking jacket. Like I was never yeah. sure. It looks like he fused the two together. He was never dressed up. Yeah. Right? Isn't that a great gimmick? I mean, in life, could you imagine man, if you could just wear pajamas everywhere you go? It'd be the best. Oh, my God. Uh, so back to NXT on USA. We opened with that uh, video package tonight. Triple H there uh, doing his bit live, looking very cinematic, very cool. And then, bam, they went right into a fatal four-way to crown the new number one contender for the NXT women's title. Io Shirai versus Mia Yim versus Bianca Belair versus Candice LeRae. Um, I want to talk about what you guys think of this match, but I, I liked, I'm not sure if you picked up on this also, they kept saying some of the best athletes. They really weren't distinguishing them and saying, oh, some of the most talented women in NXT. They kept saying most talented performers, best athletes. I thought that was a very nice uh, signifier of how NXT yes. treats its women differently. 100%, definitely. Because that's the way I, I think of the women's division on WWE SmackDown and Raw now. When I think of Charlotte Flair, I think she by far is the best all-around athlete in that company. Yeah, I don't say for I don't think for women's wrestler. I think period. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I agree on the observation, Glenn. With you, I, I noticed that too. I noticed, I noticed them saying wrestling wrestlers, uh, referring to them as athletes, and I thought that was great. While you're while we're just noting commentary real quick, I mean, I've heard Morrow before, and mm -hmm. I know that Mar I know that Morrow is really passionate, but dude, stop yelling all the time. <laughs> I mean, it, it, like his comment, like he was, there's so many cliches and analogies and so much yelling. It was like his commentary was like the equivalent of a wrestler in a match doing every single move from the top rope. It was top rope. Like everything's just, 
just if you're same when you're cutting a promo and I used to scream every promo I did and Paul Heyman's like, dude, if you're constantly up here, it's one static noise. Just like if a guy's talking down here the whole time, the entire promo, it means nothing because it's just static noise. You got to do this with your voice inflections. Same with your match. Um, same with, I would argue though, the announcer is a little different. He's trying to give what that um, match and the story they're trying to tell in the ring a little bit more oomph to it. Hmm. But I'll give him credit on this. He gives a big crap about what he's talking about. I feel he's excited. He made me more excited about guys like I would never care about. Um, oh, if you're a, if you're a wrestler, you probably love him calling your match. <laughs> well, he's 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 definitely he's definitely in a, a an acquired taste. I remember back in the day when I'd watch Strike Force or Pride, right. and uh, you know my then uh, well then girlfriend now wife, and she would watch him with me, and she could not stand Morrow. Huh. And then once after about a month, she loved him. I mean, it, you know, it just once you're used to him, you you just get sucked in, and I think he makes the show uh, easier to watch because. They, he feels like he's into it. He's not talking about he's other not, stuff during mm-hmm. the match. He's not, uh, you know, bre- you know, talking about what's next or the, you know, subscribe to something. He's he's totally focused in it, and he sucks you in. So, I, I mean, I could definitely see how some people uh, find him to be over the top and too much, and some yeah. people will probably never get used to him. But uh, and just to clarify, I mean, I again, I want to give him credit because I know he's passionate, and, he, and I think he is good at play by play. I just wish that he would control and harness the excitement some because I, I feel like out I feel like it just he burns he burns off the excitement too much. So the mama mia's don't mean as much after a while, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's it, it is the truth though as far as if you're if you're one way the whole way, it doesn't mean as much as what we're always taught. I just I don't know. I, I feel like he makes everything feel like such a like a much of a bigger deal than I definitely would. Like the guy Leo Rush was wrestling. What's his name again? Lorkin, whatever. Oni Lorkin. I would never care about him. He he is such an '80s jobber. It's not even funny. Um, if this was back in the '80s, um, he's talented as hell. But I'm just talking about off the look. Um, and I cared about him tonight. I cared about him a lot because of how oh, how much they were putting him over and how they were doing it and making everything seem like it was such a big deal. Now at the end, what 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 the problem is is when you do go all in like that. Um, and you do go over the top for everything. Now you're going over the top for that melee that happened. <laughs> he did his best to try to explain the schmas that was happening at the end of the night by saying, this is the passion, the unbridled passion that you'll only see on NXT. They all want it, like that kind of thing. And I was like, damn, he's trying, but, dude, you can't. You're putting lipstick on a pig at the moment, dude. You know what I mean? Like This is rotten, I thought, at the very end. And what is this? And, again, it shows that hometown that home field advantage they have with shooting the show where they shoot it and the fans in front of who they shoot it in front of because, dude, they were cheering for, like, random dudes backstage, like, playing with themselves. One dude's eating, one dude's playing video, whatever the hell they were doing. They, they were, like, cheering for, like, a quick half a second. They showed one of the guys. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, they'll cheer for anything. You're right. When that when that Denzel guy came out before he got attacked, he's just doing the hey ho from the '90s, and they started doing the hey ho. <laughs> it's like I mean, it's like an AEW crowd. Like you know, AEW, uh, you know, they're they won't crowd crap on the Dark Order. You know, like they just they'll just stay quiet during it, but they they're That's not like a good uh, point. they don't shit. You're right. Any other arena would crap on them, and they don't. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, so Candice LeRae pinned Mia Yim. Yeah. Yeah, right? I think mm-hmm. she could beat Shayna. 
she's 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 a great proverbial baby face i think she's a natural and it made it all the sense that she gets the title shot because the other women in the match have already had it so um it's a new feud candace is uh yeah like you said natural baby face she's a star um it, it made all the sense in the world by the way yeah. shout out shout out to mia yim who i just noticed it for the first time today she has some awesome looking left-handed strikes <laughs> go back and watch her strikes I didn't know how young she was. I've known. I feel like I've known her for years. I, I feel like I've known her for at least like ten years. It feels like, um, she's still like I didn't know she was so young. Like how young is she? Dude, she's like thirty something, I believe, is what it was. And, which means when I first met her, she had to have been like eighteen. Wow, had to have been. And I thought that girl had been wrestling for years before that, even because she was so damn like experienced. Hmm. She's really good. Yeah, she is. I thought I you think, were going to say she was 17 or something. You're talking. She, had, she had to have been when I first met her in wrestling, like 18, 19, I would imagine. Had to be. She's got a ton of potential. She look, I mean, she's going to be a, a big she's star. She's got a different look, right? Mm-hmm. And her work is really good. Now, all of them tonight, to, to a point I made on Twitter and we'll talk about later, they looked like people I would watch a TV show about. If I, saw, if I was tuning in for the first time tonight and I saw those four women come out, mm-hmm. I would be like, okay. I, I get what this is about. These are characters. It's like sports, but it's like comic books. It really sold, I think, what NXT can do as far as characters and what professional wrestling can do. And that I give an A plus to as a way to open the show. Mm. It was good. I, I think they should have made it a little bigger of a deal that Candice is getting a title shot afterwards. It's like I almost forgot. I mean, they did have Shayna come out, but uh, some of that drama I felt like was missing. But, you know, that's a that's a minor complaint. And yeah. Shayna, you know, I think she fits better in NXT than the main roster. And uh, now that they got a weekly TV show, I don't know if she needs to go to the main roster. I, I she, wouldn't. I wouldn't. We got to stop saying main roster. This is now main roster territory. There's no more, oh, you're going up to Raw or SmackDown. This is lateral. This is my favorite of the three shows. I think it's a lot mm-hmm. of people's favorite of the three shows, quite frankly. I do. I really believe that. I hear like, it a lot. I, I was thinking about this when I was watching Velveteen Dream make his entrance. And I said to myself, no longer are we now going to be sitting around wondering when is Dream going to get called up? I mean, he might eventually go to Raw or SmackDown just because they're going to do drafts and they always want to rotate the rosters. But this is now lateral. Just three brands that are lateral. And I bet you some of the some of the stars of NXT in the past that have been drowning in obscurity on Raw or SmackDown are probably pissed that they couldn't that they, that they that they got caught up when they did and that they couldn't yeah. just survive until this finally made it to USA. Well, it's not lateral yet. I mean, the house shows, there's still a huge difference between a payoff on, you know, an NXT house show and and a Raw or SmackDown house show. And there's still going to be a big, you know, uh, difference in viewers. They're not on booking contracts, correct? NXT uh, talents, I don't know how it is now. When I was there, when I got called up from OVW, I signed a booking, what's called a booking contract, meaning my house show, I'd start going on the loops for the house shows as well as TV or for, for SmackDown. And I'd get X amount of dollars for every house show I did and a percentage of the gate where I wrestled on the card. And it was hmm. called a, um, a uh, what do you call it, contract? Like a house show contract, basically. Hmm. That was main roster, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the main roster, you're paid you know, per show where, where your position and things like that. Where with NXT, you're on a flat deal. But you do get your right. hotels paid for, things like that. Yeah, that part was pretty cool. And, and for most of them who live in Florida, they don't have to get on a plane and go to a different city every Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. They get to go back to full sale every week. That's a huge that thing. It's cool, but the, you want that booking contract because that booking contract, you're supposed to be able to have this open-ended amount of money you could go out and earn. Yeah. Um, yeah, the higher up you get on the card. 
Yeah. Unless it changed. It very well could have changed, guys. We're talking like centuries ago. I'm old. But I'm still sure, to Justin's point, there's probably a lot of people that probably prefer the NXT contract and not having to travel. Uh, you know, like veterans, some guys that have been around a while who are probably sick of the travel, that well, that's probably ideal for them. Like, here's how it was. It was 75 grand. I got 75 grand, I think it was, for OVW, my developmental. Um, and um, then when I got called up, I was under uh, $250,000 a booking contract um, where – that was my downside. And then I would get extra put on it if I was on the house shows or pay-per-views or TVs. I, that was extra. Um, and you'd get, like I said, a percentage of the gate where you wrestled on the card. So if I went out there and, like, Brock Lesnar closed every show. So if I went out there and, like, friggin' blew his nose for him and held the tissue and basically ran backstage again, I'd get paid for the, that part of the house show, a higher percentage. Mm-hmm. So I don't so, know how it is now, but my point is there's a big there should be a very big financial discrepancy between a booking contract, if they still do that, and working in NXT. Well, they, I, they have I, separate I, oh, oh sorry, go ahead, Justin. No, no good, Rush. Uh, they do have separate contracts for NXT and the main you know, again, I keep using the word main roster, but you know, Raw and SmackDown. I, I I don't know how much that's going to be changing. If that's going to be changing, they have been re signing a lot of the NXT guys to new deals, uh, giving them raises. Um, so I, we'll I think most of your guys that appear on NXT TV are now going to have more comparable deals to those in Raw and SmackDown because, and that's Raj, I don't know if you were on the call Monday with Triple H, this is why I asked him uh, I said, was part of the decision to keep NXT Weekly Live at full sale was part of that an expense thing and, and, and he acknowledged, because now I'm thinking, you know, now if they have less expense and they're getting, you know, tens of millions of dollars we're, we're hearing is going to be what they get ultimately from USA. They can afford to bump these guys up from making $80,000 to making $180,000. Yes. I hope that's the deal because I, there's so many talents that are really good, big stars there when I watch it, you know, and I just worry what happens when they go to Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. I mean, there's no pay-per-view there's no pay um, payouts like there used to be because everything's on the network. So, I mean, that's, yeah. that's hurt guys a lot. Yeah. And, and I bet uh, you they don't get a percentage of the gate anymore. I bet you that's different. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. then we had a quick squash match, Cameron Grimes versus Sean Mayuda. And is that Cameron. you say it? Is that the correct pronunciation? Say he's, it again, he's related to Reigns, right? I believe so, yeah, as part of yeah. the uh, Samoan dynasty. But is it uh, Mayuda? Is the L like a, a Y? Is the correct pronunciation? Or is it Mayuda? I don't know. I just know he looks like a million bucks, though. He yeah. looks like he could be a future star. He's got the, he's got a good look. Um, good look. Cameron Grimes was Trevor Lee in, in Impact, for those not familiar with him. Oh, my God. That's terrible. I wrestled the same wrestlers. I did not pick up on that. <laughs> Cameron Grimes <laughs> is a terrible name for a wrestler. Good on him for going to NXT. I didn't even know that. Good for him. He's really talented. Yeah. yeah. He, didn't, he didn't get to show too much he tonight. Didn't show any, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Uh, so, that was a quick Maluta. squash. Maluta. With uh, Grimes going over, I mean that was over before it started. Um, after that, we had the NXT North American Title match: Roderick Strong versus Velveteen Dream. Real quick, before we get to that, a yeah. lot of people bringing up that there were in some parts of the country there were AEW commercials on uh, during NXT tonight. Also uh, on SmackDown last night, I think on DirecTV. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was all over on DirecTV, but in certain areas for sure. We didn't I mean, get it here like on Spectrum. Yeah, I didn't get any, um, but I know on the East Coast it sounded like New York, Boston, cool. uh, those areas. 
So, well, for SmackDown, yeah. for SmackDown, I think AEW bought only in the local markets where they have TV events coming. So, so you know, they they, they showed them in DC because they're, obviously they're uh, so I, they only bought local inventory for the for the events they already had. But tonight, I think it was much, much, much more uh, across the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people saw them. <clears throat> well, uh, I mean, smart TNT like. is putting it out there. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll start sponsoring podcasts next. Get the word out. <laughs> Yeah. We shall see. Uh, North America title match, Roderick Strong versus a defending Velveteen Dream. As mentioned, Velveteen did a standard entrance, not like what we saw at TakeOver. Um, showed the vignette before building this up. We got a vignette for Damian Priest as well. Uh, but let's talk about this match. I mean, this this was really the, the, the second half of the show was uh, this match, which ended up with Roderick Strong winning the NXT North American Championship in Undisputed Era. They came out during the match. They were celebrating with him after. Now they have all the gold, the NXT Championship, the North American Championship, and the tag titles. Um, what did you think of this match, Matt, and the choice to have Roderick uh, defeat Velveteen Dream? Terrible. Terrible decision. Terrible decision. That dude should never lose. I thought that, I feel I think that dude's an Uber star compared to Oh yeah. Superstar. Undisputed era? Yeah. Compared to anybody and that includes the uh, I'm not gonna say main roster, Raw and SmackDown stars. That that dude is I can't say enough superlatives about him. Yeah, I thought, I thought the match was great. I thought it's I, I think they wanted something big on the first episode, so they had a title change, but I'm with you, Matt. Velveteen Dream, they should be building to him and Adam Cole. You know, that should be that's their two most charismatic guys on the roster. That's a money money feud. And I thought this was gonna be a showcase for Dream. And then you move on. He's he doesn't seem like the kind of guy you want to beat on your first episode. Yeah, I would have never predicted that of all the characters him that he would lose on the first NXT that goes live to TV. Mm. I'm a big I'm a big fan of his character. I'm a big fan of the guy. He's from uh, part of Maryland where I, I grew up at and I followed him lightly through through Maryland Championship Wrestling. And here's a crazy thing to think about. The last time the man was on USA TV, he was on WWE's last incarnation of Tough Enough. Yeah. Which which of course he didn't win. So what a what a transition of a couple of years going from being it a guy is. who loses the Tough Enough and now it is. you know you're one of the featured characters in the brand new show. He's incredible. He's, yeah. he, he, I've never, I, I'm wondering what they'll say about him like 10 years into his career. Cause I know, like, you, when, when we hear about Brock and what I hear about, used to hear about Kurt picking it up like the next day, the business, you know, which is very unheard of, picking it up so quickly. I want to hear what they say about him picking it up so quickly because he was that super, okay, he was very athletic, had a good look, but that was really it. And on that Tough Enough series. And then all of a sudden, he's this? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, well, on, yeah. on Tough Enough, he was one of the few guys that actually had wrestling experience. He had some indie experience. Yeah, but, he, he, but he was not this. He was not yeah. this flamboyant over the time. His character yeah. is the most definitive character they have in their whole company. Who else do? Oh, okay, I take that back. Bray Wyatt would give him a good run for his money in the layered depth to that character, I would argue. But still, it's pretty good. Yeah. A lot of people bringing up that this could this could set up Dream to chase after Cole, and I'm sure. I mean, yeah, definitely could go, go do that way. But I would I would still say right. you know, his first time on national TV, you do not give him a win. You're right. You're right. You're right. Hmm. This, mean, and this is the character we're seeing him for the first time, you guys. Yeah. And this right. is the character. I think it was Velveteen Dream that John Cena even answered once at like a Comic Con yeah. or something. Like who's who's a star of the future? And he and he named Velveteen Dream of all people. So. Yeah. Duh. Good job, John. <laughs> I just I, I tweeted this and got some mixed responses to this, but I still just don't get the Undisputed Era, and I certainly would not make them the dominant faction 
of characters in a TV show that I'm going to tune into every week on cable. I Adam Cole, sure, but the other three, I mean, come on. Adam I, Cole definitely stands out. All right, but I like what's the O'Reilly one? I do like. <laughs> what's the O'Reilly one? I do. I do like. I arrest my case. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do like the way I like his work. I like the way he, he's different. They're all great in the ring. They're all great in the ring. But I'm just saying, like, look at all the characters we saw tonight. Are they going to get your attention if you're clicking through the channels and they're cutting a promo or something like that? No, they're not. Yeah. And if and, you saw a random dude in the gym mat wearing an Undisputed Era shirt, would you be able to tell if he was a member of the Undisputed Era or just a guy in shape? And I hate saying that because I like him, but you're correct. I guarantee you people in WWE feel that say I'm, I love watching the Undisputed Era because they are so good in the ring and they have that, you know, that little pack of dogs mentality. Um, and that's why I think they're great for NXT. I think they're great for this show um, because you don't have all these giants on NXT. Like if you had them on the right. on Raw or SmackDown and, you know, the Usos dwarf them. Uh, so, yeah. but here in NXT with this group, I, I think, uh, I, I like them here. I think they're great. I think you got. I think you got to keep them there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say, Glenn, your your point. You have you make a valid point, but this goes back to again where now NXT is a little bit more equal. If they were to go to Raw or SmackDown and play in those rules, they would get, they would be lost. They they they'd be they'd be you know no way Jose Conga line type stuff. But the fact that they uh, to be and, fair, I was going to say more like Sanity, <laughs> who was forgotten after a month. But 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 the fact that they're in NXT and the environment that's that is more wrestling first and those fans as Matt has said will cheer for anything they'll cheer for the good uh, work rate you know they, they they'll be fine if they if they remain in the, in, in NXT I don't know about yeah. that Tom and, here Tony and people were saying in ring ability is more valuable than the promo skills and looks yeah, hopefully they're talking about NXT cuz that has never been the Ooh, case on Raw SmackDown in ring ability go back I want to read that in ring <laughs> ability is more valuable than pro- yeah no it's not well, he's an Eagles fan. Don't listen to him. <laughs> I mean, if he's that's talking totally, about just in NXT, then he—if he's talking about just NXT, then maybe he's—you know—he he could be right, but not on Raw and SmackDown. Never has been. Why can't you have all three? And when you do, you—you you, you got a. Uh, I mean, who do you got? Like The Rock was had all three. Good job, Yvonne. <laughs> What'd you say? Rock had all three. Yeah, he—he he, he got there. His punches were the shits, though, for quite a while. <laughs> yeah. Austin was great in the ring. Yes. But, uh, I don't think anyone would say Cena. What about know? CM Punk? His look wasn't fantastic. Fine. Two out of three. <laughs> he, wasn't yeah. jacked. he wasn't jacked, I'm saying. right? Yeah. But his work was amazing. His promos. Holy crap. <laughs> Cole, someone's saying Cole has all three. He does, but he doesn't have the size. And, and look. Not even six feet. He's what? Five, nine? Uh, Maybe yeah, I think he's around there. Uh, we could look that up real quick. He's like five ten. Yeah. Six 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 uh six even. Yeah. Which okay. means five ten and half. That. Yeah. Okay, because six feet's doable. Yeah. I mean look, I think Adam Cole is super charismatic and, and has got yeah. all this star potential in the world. I just I see guys like that on Raw and SmackDown, you know, how they're used all, all the time. And so I just think mm-hmm. he's best here in NXT as well. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Just define their characters a bit more. I feel like every time we see like little glimpses of stuff, actually, that's where I think separate, like Roderick Strong against Velveteen Dream and doing stuff lighting the couch on fire, that make Roderick Strong have a personality. But when they're all together and just all doing the hand signs, it's just kind of, I don't know. I think they they blend together, except for Adam Cole. He stands out. But the other three just right. look like, you know, regular dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But again, maybe they're not going to change anything in the move to USA, and maybe they're going to start making changes in two weeks. Maybe it's going to depend on the ratings. And credit to Triple H and the creative team for standing their ground and saying, we're going to put on the same show we've put on every Wednesday for the last couple of years and just let people cross over to us. You know, you got to respect that. Yeah. I mean, if AEW beats them by a lot that first week, I'm sure you're going to be start being, you know, seeing some changes. But uh, why make any changes now when you don't you don't even know what you got yet? Yeah. So then we went over to the WWE Network. If you were lucky enough to be able to log into the WWE Network, uh, everyone here got in. OK, for the second hour. Yep. Yeah. No, I didn't. I had it wasn't taking like it was making me type my password, my profile or my email and stuff. Oh. I wasn't taking it for like the first five or ten minutes. It was really annoying. That was a worldwide problem, Matt. We were talking about it before you came on that, that people were logging on their credentials. They got kicked off both in the U.S. and the U.K. So annoying. Yeah, yeah. I, I know a lot of people had issues uh, getting on tonight. Yeah. Uh, so we went to Pete Dunn versus Arturo Ruas. And uh, Raj, thank you for joining us. Raj is going <laughs> to hop off. Uh, we'll see you uh, next week. Hey, Raj. Podcast. All right. Yeah. Take care, Raj. Uh, so, yes. Pete Dunn versus Arturo Ruas with Pete Dunn picking up a win here. This was really a good showcase for uh, Pete Dunn, I thought. But again, it was on the network, so he wasn't as well as yeah. I see what you're saying with the mainstream fans being able to click through the channels and stop and see him. Yeah, I got what you're saying. He's he's interesting to watch. I I, he always has my attention. He's so different. Mm -hmm. I always talk about that British strong style wrestling. It's how different it is. It is, and when you get one that really knows what they're doing in the ring, I'm as a wrestler super entertained by it because he does a bunch of settle down the leader. We don't need him that bad. Boss is going to the party. You guys are distracting me. My ADD now. Sorry. Um, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like everything he does, where he takes dude's fingers, he's working dude's yeah. finger for crying out loud. I could never do that. I couldn't even come close to working like that because I wasn't good enough to do things like that. And when I see a good talent, a good wrestler is able to do all these crazy, like just how how their mind even works that way to think to work that way to work a body part in the manner in which he does. He makes him. It makes him so different to me. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I tend to lean towards where, like, I mean, the the the, the size factor really is is, is what yeah, me, that's like, my first draw. You're right, same here usually. But 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 you're right. He's so intense. Pete Dunn is so intense, and you know the finger thing. I mean, I, he does catch my attention. I mean, I, he, even down, even down, even down, just to things in his look. He's got his kneecaps tattooed. Like, you know, pain. Like, I mean, Matt, you have tattoos. I mean, that's so painful. I have I have on my arms. I am not man enough to do my kneecap. Or who is? That's crazy. So uh, yeah, I was I was happy to see Pete Dunn, but like you said, Glenn, I, I, I it it does suck that it was in front of the yeah same audience has already seen him. I would love if they would have featured him in the first hour. I'm sure he will in the future once they're on USA, obviously. Yeah, but. yeah, and uh, then after that we got Shali versus Aaliyah. Uh, Aaliyah was with Vanessa Bourne again. This was really uh, a, a showcase for uh, Shali more than anything. I thought, but it was good. I think yeah. uh, man, it's got to be tough not being on the uh the usa part of this tonight and just being on the network uh i i'd have you can see it that way or you could see it as a again i always took a lot of pride or at least tried to take pride in where i wrestled on the card 
um how like because backstage we the we wrestlers how we see it is there's a big white dry erase board and each match starts from the very top and work from dark match to first match to opening match if you will and so on and so forth all the way down that whiteboard to the main event and you don't want to be toward the top of that you want to be toward the end of that that's that's your goal as a performer you know so to get there yes um you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. You totally distracted me with this shit. Glenn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who gives a shit? Yeah, if you said it, I right. like to pronounce the names oh, right, and then recorrect yourself. Yes, I thought it was important. Could you imagine if I was just like Matt Morgan, and people were like, "What the fuck is saying Morgan?" Well, it depends. If somebody's giving, if a wrestler's giving me insight on shit that I don't know what I, what what he's talking about, I would shut up and let him finish, and then correct the person's name. But that's just me. That's called manners. I don't know. And that's why you're the mayor shut of a it. small Florida town. Shut it. <laughs> you're the worst thanks Glenn. <laughs> but no, to your point yes i mean i i get it it's still an opportunity uh for every performer to retire up the card you know what i mean so yeah. like, i don't want to be the first second third match i want to be toward the end um so there and also the saving grace is the goal is what usa gets enough people watching they're to be in their crazy minds or thinking oh my god everyone's going to download the network now i want to see the rest of the show that should be their goal oh you know tomorrow to what it will be yeah, you know tomorrow internally the WWE is going to compare the TV rating and then how many people logged into the network after. They'll never announce that number, but that'll be fascinating. They, they, they don't announce that stuff? No, not really. No, they, they, don't, re- they don't reveal network number specifics. All, all they've ever said was, was they'll say, like, this show was the most watched show on the network this month. But they won't, they say, won't say, like, hey, we had 50,000 memberships in the match. Well, no, they, 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 they share how many subscribers they have. They're just over a million subscribers, so that's their total – Total ceiling, but they don't say um, yeah. WrestleMania got 800,000. You know, they don't say that. Then we had Denzel. See, I'm gonna, now, now I'm freaked out about pronouncing everything. Let's see. What is it? Uh, you want to say it, Justin? His last name? I don't have it in front of me. I know it's sort of D, doesn't it? Yeah, Dijonet. I think that's how they say it. Yeah. Denzel Dijonet. That's how they pronounce it tonight. It's about time we, had a, second, we had a second famous Denzel. <laughs> right yeah denzel washington has owned this name for 30 plus years now it's true no competition so good for him <laughs> what did you guys think of it uh versus Kashida. um i thought he was over with the crowd i like that he was doing the old school naughty by nature thing uh walter came out with uh marcel barthol fabian uh Aichner, and alexander wolf from imperium they were surrounding the ring uh, triple teamed him. I thought this was kind of cool, especially for people that don't watch NXT UK. I thought Walter looked like a monster tonight. Yep, love that. I was wondering if they were going to show him on TV, or you know what I mean, or would they would they show him on TV or the network? I was hoping TV. You know, he would have been a good one. I mean, I think he's a character I would tune in to watch every week for sure. It's crazy. Um, no disrespect to him. I've wrestled him when he was again a kid in in Austria. Um, his body's the shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm just being honest. But he still somehow is a monster in how he works, his mannerisms, his facials, his body language. He looks like a legit badass. If you saw that dude walking through the gym, you wouldn't, you know what I mean? I wouldn't be like, oh, that dude, you know what I mean? I'm messing with him. I wouldn't think that way. But in this context, in wrestling, he is really good at being that intimidator, that bully, that jerk, that guy you want to see get popped in the face finally. He's good, man. He's really good. 
He is. When, uh, when he talks, uh, this is just something that makes me think, and you guys might remember this. When he talks, he makes me think of uh, the 1993 heel Ludwig Borga. <laughs> wasn't he wasn't he pretty jacked though ludwig am i making that up? uh he was i mean he wasn't as tall as walter and he, he, he was he wasn't ripped he was kind of flabby okay never mind i'm thinking somebody else i mean he, i mean he wasn't he wasn't i don't know he, he wasn't ripped too. He, he wasn't he wasn't ripped like you Matt. he was just but but no seriously he's he's a great throwback he would work in any generation as a yeah. heel in yeah. any generation 60s 70s 80s 90s you know now you know, normally it's hard to get over. I would argue as a big guy nowadays. It just is. And um, that dude's, he's got a lot of heat. And he's got that that mystique um, to him, that European mystique that I think works in the U.S. I do too. Yes. That's, I didn't know what it was, Glenn, because I'm like, yeah. I'm saying his body's a shit. So what is it about him that makes me think he's a badass? Because physically, I don't see it on the body, right? He looks like a Vinnie Jones, like a soccer hooligan. Mm, there you go. Okay. You know what I mean? I couldn't put my finger on. It, I swear to God, and that might maybe that's what it is. I think it also helps too. I don't think he's like real big into social media. Like he doesn't break care. Like he kind of keeps his character kind of, you know. Yeah, he's not on Instagram. Like there's no there's no video. There's not. I don't to my knowledge. There's not a lot of videos out there of him like talking. You know, in, in a different. Like yeah. he he's very protected. It seems for this by today's standards. I'll say. He's Could you imagine how hard that would be in today's day and age where you have fans crapping on you or or saying something nice about you and you want to continue to build your you know fandom up mm-hmm. you know, your fans up rather and communicate with them but you're like nope I'm protecting my gimmick. Speaking of which, not to throw shade, but why is Bray Wyatt tweeting still? Like and replying to people and not being Firefly Funhouse twenty four seven. Oh, I didn't know that. But it's okay that Bray Wyatt tweets. It's not the is scene it? because they they they've drawn a very distinct line that Bray Wyatt is Bray Wyatt's got puppets for crying out loud. He can tweet. It's the fiend that you never hmm. you know. I don't know. I Glenn, ja- Glenn Glenn Jacobs is a mayor. Kane does not tweet. Oh. Well. You Let know. me ask you this. Would you feel the same way if it was the, the cane just showed up and ripped the hell on the cell door right off the damn hinges, walked in, freaking killed everyone in the ring, including Undertaker in his debut, and then the next day you use that analogy that will... Yeah, but it, but it, it's different, Matt, because the, before we had The Fiend show up, we had months and months and months of Bray Wyatt, a normal-looking person, a normal... You know, again, he was, again, playing with puppets. So, yeah. it, you know what I mean? It's not like It's not like The Fiend showed up and then Bray Wyatt started tweeting. Gotcha. It was backwards. We've been conditioned to Bray. Yeah, gotcha. He was actually doing more in character tweets before he redebuted. He was posting cryptic, like crazy shit all the time, <laughs> right. like which was cool. I thought he was he was rambling rabbit. He, yeah. he just was he was riddles and rhyme rambling rabbit. All of his puppets, all of Bray Wyatt's puppets have a connection. Rambling rabbit is, I think, is is the knock that he got for all the rules and rhymes. Mercy the buzzers because the initial Bray Wyatt was kind of. Often said that it was uh, doctored after Waylon Mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the 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 husky, the pig, is the knock that when he was Husky Harrison, he was out of shape. I mean, it's all it, it's kind of brilliant what he's doing. I know we're getting off of NXT here, but uh, oh, that is yeah. yeah. Um, then the number one contenders match for the WWE Cruiserweight Title: Oni Lorcan versus a returning out of nowhere Leo Rush. Wow. Now, Justin. You predicted on this very podcast, Leo Rush would never be seen on WWE television well, again. I, what, what I said was I thought he'd be gone before we, he came, he'd ever be back. So I was wrong on that. I did not. Yeah, go ahead. Well, technically, you were right. He was on the network tonight. 
Yeah, I mean, first off, good. I mean, good that he's good that whatever was going on is seems to have settled. I mean, you know, it's it's a kind of thing, and I don't know. I don't know the details. So I'm not. I'm not going to act like I do. But obviously, there was some kind of issues. Even even Mauro Ranallo said the man's had more issues than a, than a magazine, but he's back, and you know, yeah. um, so he obviously had some controversy go on. All right, and they always say in the entertainment industry. You can be a prick, you can be an asshole, but it helps if you have something that people can't live without, so they have to put up with you. And I'll say this, I don't know what went on, but they obviously saw whatever went on, we need to move past it and fix it because this guy has got something that's that's worth keeping. And damn it, did he show that tonight. Well, Absolutely. He, he, he called out you know, something about mental health with him. He, mm-hmm. he did. Clear. Um, but anyways, I, I just ecstatic to see him back. Like he... I kept thinking to myself, could this work on the main roster with some of the other bigger guys? And this is where the business needs it needs to continue to transition because, like, right there, that guy's a star. I think people would pay to see him. I do. Um, but the WWE, the minute he's back on Raw SmackDown, they put him in the ring with someone as simple as Luke Harper, and then that's it. It's all out the window. Yeah. The suspension of disbelief is done with at that point just because mm-hmm. of the, the, the size factor. So right now where I feel WWE is at, is that they're can re, they're trying to can recondition fans that you don't have to be the biggest dog in the fight to win, and it doesn't always have to be David versus Goliath either. Meaning, like if David wins, it's because he you know he slung shot Goliath square between the eyes with one shot and then knocked him down. No, you can be quicker and faster and more agile, and you can do it that way. And they're still doing that. They're still in the process of reconditioning the fans that you can be smaller, super athletic, and still. You know, AJ, it started with Punk and, and Daniel Bryan, I would argue, on the main stage level. And now it's it's becoming more and more prevalent. It will continue to get there. But what they can't do is shoot themselves in the foot by putting mid-card guys that are like six foot four and above in the ring with someone like Leo yeah. and kill it for no reason. There was no reason to do that to begin with. Why? Why give them that physical look yeah. on TV? Why, 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 why chance it? Because that kid, dude, he's a star and a half. Oh, yeah. You see the stunner? Yes, I wanted to call that 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 whipped into the rope, bounce off the bottom rope into a stunner. That's amazing, dude. He's that a, was high point he, of the night. He's a bad boy. He's a bad boy. He is nasty. And let's not lose. Watch him. I would literally be my to watch him. And let's not lose sight of the fact that this match was a for the number one contendership for the two, for the for the two hundred five live cruiserweight championship. And now Triple H has said that the, that the cruiserweight two hundred five live is going to start to maybe live more in the NXT brand. And in the, in this one yeah. match. On this important night, they made that division all of a sudden get re reestablished because all of a sudden that was match of the night for me. The cruiserweight okay. number one contender match was match of the night for me. So definitely, it's fantastic. Dude, Rush made and 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 Orkin, Lorkin is it Orkin? Uh, only Lorkin. Only Lorkin. Lorkin. Dude, did you see his blood? Like how he started the match? I'm like, oh my god, they're punishing the poor kid who had his first the slaps. The slaps. And in my head, but how the match started though, as far yeah. as it looked like he was going to job him out in five seconds. I'm like, in my head, I'm, I'm like putting myself in the kid's boots and going, just get through this, just get through this, shut up, take your, you know, take your scoops, just, just shut, just shut the hell up, take it, no problem, I'll do a job of twenty seconds. I'm just happy to be back, sir. And then once this match is done with, they've embarrassed you. Keep it going, dude, and then go out and be the star that you know you are. But um, it was great to see him win. Um, but Lorcan had some great offense. Did you like the running blockbuster to start the match off? I think it was like the second or third thing he did. I was like, holy crap, that kid was running like 100 miles an hour and snapped it. Yeah. 
it was, it was really, really good match with so many new original moves. Did you see the drop down Lorcan did? He, um, what's his name? Shot him off the ropes. Shot, uh, what's his name? Leo off the ropes. Does your normal uh, drop down as as uh, Leo Rush was running over him. Leo Rush jumps over him. Does I don't even know what the hell to call that. Lands on his shoulder, lands sideways, whatever you want to call it, some major shit. And then hits the op- hits the other ropes completely like perpendicular to it. I've never seen that done before. I'm sure someone in someone's gonna say, Oh, Mexico, they do it all the time, or Japan, <laughs> care. I've never seen it. Um, just so many new original cool stuff in this match that I was really marking out for with yeah. because of him, Leo. That was great. And I think this sends a message, right? I mean, given whatever the issues were with uh Leo and the heat he supposedly had backstage, or clearly had, because I mean he was very vocal about it, uh, and it, he had some good points. Um, him being there tonight, I think, shows that okay, 205 Live, the cruiserweights moving a little away from the main roster. It's a it's to pardon the phrase, uh, it's a new day for mm-hmm. the cruiserweight division, mm-hmm. and we're bringing back this guy. We're taking the shackles off him. He's no one's mouthpiece anymore. Mm-hmm. We're going to let him go in there and do what he does. I think the only thing that was missing tonight was him cutting a promo as only he can. Which um, we can. He can ballpark Oh, that. my God. But no. he, whew, I love watching him wrestle. And, and it's interesting because this is, the same, this is the same thing they tried to do with Enzo. When Enzo had his problems on Raw and SmackDown backstage, they tried to move him to 205 Live to keep him away from the problems he's created, and then, then the allegations of the, the sexual allegations came up and they released them but it's the same kind of we'll call it rehab pattern for lack of a better word is let's let's take him away from the raw smackdown you know where he was apparently having problems let's put him here man did he make the most of this and, and that's right they, they kind of positioned it perfectly they made it you, you thought he was just going to job out and they're just going to embarrass him and then it ends up being the most competitive match of the night it was so good and yes there, you see what they're writing in the comment section yeah. uh, Shay versus leo hell yes I think I'd pay my next paycheck to watch that. I think I'm dead serious. That would be awesome. Absolutely. Um, I thought he was great tonight. I think he's a star. He's someone that could carry a weekly cable series. There, right there. We were talking about the complete package. Okay. Yeah. He's short, but he's shredded. He has muscle. He looks like an action figure. Okay. So at least he's not short and just looks like crap. He looks like, because he is. He's a legit bona fide athlete. He's a shoot wrestler, for crying out loud. A legitimate badass wrestler. So he looks like a million bucks physically, in my opinion. He can cut promos for days and talk circles around most of that roster. And I'd argue now he can work around circles around many of them as well. Yeah. He's a whole package for me. So this was great. But, yeah, that stunner he did, uh, bouncing yeah. off the rope. Uh, Word. Incredible. I, I, when we get done with this, I want to go immediately find an animated GIF of that and just watch it again and again and again. Oh, yeah. It was so good tonight. Um after that, we had a street fight, the advertised main event, Matt Riddle versus Killian Dane. Mm-hmm. And uh, once you know what they got into the match, people started coming out of the back. Walter, Imperium, uh, Street Profits, Forgotten Sons. Well, they went to the back first in the parking lot. Oh, yeah, probably that's right. They went to the back, and then then uh, everyone got involved. Yep. And uh, this was just a cluster F of a brawl. They still never explained why this was broken up. Nobody, it was a street fight, meaning anything goes, right? So why we nobody gave us clear distinctions to why this was stopped. Right. You know what I'm saying? I kept thinking because Killian Dane ended the show in the ring that he was gonna come back. You, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that that uh, eventually Riddle will get back in the ring after getting past all the Schmaz people. But um, I thought uh, he looked like a beast. Um, what's his name? Killian Dane. Killian Dane. I thought he looked pretty good. Riddle always looks good, obviously. And he looks like a legit, legit athlete, because he is. But um, Killian Dane looks really good, I thought. 
Yeah, this was um, – I, I was wondering the same thing. I thought, like you said, I, I looked at the clock. I'm like, all right, there's 10 minutes left in theory on the show. So they'll clear everybody else out, and then they'll just finish this 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 match, Killian and, and Riddle, and they didn't. It was just a very underwhelming ending. It was underwhelming. Um, I, almost, I almost – not to completely armchair Booker here or Monday morning quarterback, whatever, but I would almost – have let this be what ends the first hour and let this melee carry over to go tune into the network Yes, and, and found something else on the show. Put Leo's match last. It, it was a surprise that Leo was not advertised. So this is a surprise when you're watching that he gets, that they, that they promote that he's having a match. It's for number one contendership of a title. So I would put, I, put this last for crying out loud. I mean, I, so I, I would have rearranged the show now in hindsight, obviously hindsight's 2020 triple H and those guys got to put the best they can based, based upon, you know the decisions, but yeah, but how this was executed, this was kind of an underwhelming end to the whole show. It, it looked like something went wrong, not in a good surprise. You never know what's going to happen here in WWE NXT, folks. Not yeah. not in that kind of way either, right? Yeah. Uh man. So that's how they ended, and they ended ten but minutes early. I don't want that to take away from my entire experience of the show. I, I enjoyed tonight's show a lot. I liked it. I liked it better Raw, and I did like it better in SmackDown. I always do, but I always do. Yeah, it's different, and yet it was still the familiar. I don't know. Maybe it was the two-hour format. Here's the other part that I got to be honest about. Yeah. I'm a former wrestler, so I, a lot of the times I do watch is I try to put my fan hat on and watch just these guys entertaining me or not, right? And I can do that with SmackDown and Raw, but when NXT comes on, I root for them a little bit extra more because, in my opinion, they're still – I look at it, and I shouldn't, but I look at it as there's, these kids are still in developmental. They're still cutting their teeth, some of them. They're about to get that call up, maybe or maybe not, right? So for me, there's so much emotional investment when I watch that because I want to see their development. Yeah, I watch them a little bit of a different angle than what I should be watching it as, to be fair. So when I say that, I like NXT much better than Raw SmackDown. I think a lot of that has to do with it, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you definitely feel a kinship with yes. uh, these talents. Even, I mean, even as a fan, yeah, like invested. You see them rise, right? You want to see yeah. what. That's cool. That's awesome. All right, good. No, I mean that's NXT. So to to give my perspective on this, NXT is a big part of what got me back into wrestling in 2015 because I hadn't watched for a while. And NXT, I thought that just that connection was so much more powerful. And we've seen it. Look at all the NXT talent since then. It's risen to the main roster, and it's just been like, oh, I feel invested, but like now I'm sad. Yeah. Talent. Yeah. Yeah. Ten years ago, did you? I mean, Matt, maybe you felt that way. Justin, ten years ago, did you feel like, oh, I'm here's this talent, and I feel really committed to them, and now, ooh, I feel really bad for how they're tre- booking this guy. No. Yeah. No, I mean, t- ten years ago, uh, I think ten years ago was probably one of the lowest points, really. That I think I think the business was was in. You know, I mean, there was buzz in that first week of January 2010 when Hogan and Bischoff and them came and TNA tried to go a little live, but like if you look at 09. You know, I mean, other than Seamus who came on like a house of fire and they and they strapped a rocket to him quickly. Other than that, 09 was you were still in the whole bra and panties, the women don't matter. Uh Cena and Orton had kind of been running their course. They've been on the top for so long. Taker was starting to disappear now for longer periods. Uh you know, be t- t- ten years ago, man, the low point compared to what it is now. And it's almost kind of telling how the WWE's never gotten how to make that transition to the main roster because look at tough enough. Tough Enough had its own dedicated fan base. So many people were invested in the winners, and I think Maven was probably the one. that I mean, but even him, like, he was there a little bit outside the gate because they couldn't ever get that transition right. Like, how do we take someone who hasn't necessarily had enough training and capitalize on the interest in them? Um, it's it's always been a problem for them, I think, to live up to the fans' expectations. It's, for it, 
they're invested in the story. Uh, Matt can probably speak even more to this than, than just my opinion. It's because the tough enough winners, they would take them. And because they had, they felt they had momentum because these people were being seen and just won a contest, they would throw them right into Raw or SmackDown rather than sending them to Deep South or OVW or wherever they should have been going to, to get better. They thought, oh, we got to capitalize on people knowing this person's name. So, you know, Maven gets to drop kick the Undertaker and eliminate him in a Royal Rumble. Great. That's his career highlight. He's not at all ready to, you know, uh, just my opinion of that, of how that all went down. Yeah. I, I, dude, I had the best case scenario. My world was ended. I thought, like, when, um, I got I was uh, got the boot off of my season season two of uh, Tough Enough because I tore my knee up and I had to go home. They said they wouldn't let me hang out for the two weeks that it would have taken for me to get my knee done. That's it, knee scope. That's all I was going to need, and they wouldn't let me last. They said it wasn't fair to the other contestants, so I had to go home. But luckily, enough people were calling me and telling me, "Don't worry, this isn't the end. They're going to probably sign you." I'm like, "Yeah, we're right." Um, but anyway, so I got signed. Get this before the show was even done airing. Wow. Before Linda and Jackie shoot won the show, I had been <laughs> at OVW for six months. So wow. you, like, I had the best case scenario. So I went back to do the MTV reunion special. I remember that. And I'm, and I'm, I'm on the show taking on this grizzled vet with six months of experience versus, oh, these tough enough kids. They didn't, they didn't pay their dues. <laughs> it, was hilarious. it was hilarious. It was so ridiculous about, yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you get in wrestling. That it's, was a weird season. You might get a shortcut, but I'm telling you, when someone else gets a shortcut, and then you like, you become grizzled vet Bob Holly 101. Yeah. <laughs> 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 dudes. Like, dude, you've been here for six months. <laughs> well, and so now there's no reason for people ever to leave NXT, right? I mean, it's going to oh, be on cable yeah. two hours every week. Dude, I've said this for like two years. If I did, if I had a choice between two, I'd stay at NXT. Hey, here's my next question. Again, as I keep saying that, it's now equal and lateral. Yeah. Does this now open? I know, man. Does this now open up the? Does this open up the possibility that the NXT World Title gets to be on WrestleMania? Yes, it better be. It better be. Well, I ask because they often have takeovers that same week, so that's usually where it gets featured. But now, you, you know, I'm just something to think about. <sighs> I look forward to that though on WrestleMania weekend. Right. So now you're taking a bullet out of the NXT Takeover Chamber. Depends on where on the card it is. Better on TakeOver than the Mania pre-show. Oh, yeah. No, no. It could not be the pre-show. It has to be. Hey, you never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. You know what? I think we answered our question. I would yeah. like to see it get the prestige of it being defended on WrestleMania, match seven, eight, whatever have you, right? But we'll be tired. It'll be three hours into the show, maybe two hours, whatever the hell it is into the show, versus the night before, all eyes on them, and it being prestigious. The only way it would happen, and I this this will not happen. I mean, I'm saying this will not happen. Please replay this clip if it happens. Lesnar wins the NXT title. No, no. If for some reason NXT draws a higher rating than Raw or SmackDown, but that's well, not going to happen. Well, uh, they will come ever. Um, actually, okay. Actually, let me posit this theory. I'm predicting one day this will happen. So, someone like Velveteen Dream could make that possible. Yeah. Someone like Bianca Belair. I'm saying there's a lot of NXT yeah. talents. That people would tune in every week to see their stories in NXT. If they can crack that storytelling code correctly, it, I could absolutely see it having its own audience bigger than the other brands. I don't think it's likely, but it's possible. Now. Do you think that tonight's ratings will be? Well, they've been on USA before, haven't they? Yeah, just a one-off special. And what was the rating? Do you know? Oh, I don't remember. Eight hundred, uh, eight hundred thousand people watched it, but that was a couple years ago. Okay, that's good news. So, what are we predicting they get? Like a one point five. 
I think I think they'll definitely go over a million because they have a million subscribers on the network. So I think, but I think I think it, I think they'll get like one point two million, one point two, one point three million. And what's yeah. that, what's Raw getting? I don't viewership wise millions. They're Raw's like two point four million, two point five, two point six. Come on, Glenn, that's not that much. They could catch them. It's yeah. possible. That should be the. I mean, if I'm an NXT, if I was the head of creative of NXT, that would be my goal. I wouldn't say that out loud, but, but that's what I'd be thinking. Right. But, oh, that's, yeah. that's that's definitely the goal. But you know, Glenn. T- Right now, we kind of define the NXT roster as a certain type of. We we define it as the talents who have not had big moments on Raw or SmackDown. But I do not. I think we. I think within this next year, within the next twelve months, mark my words, save this tape. I think you are going to see, uh, whether it's at a takeover, whether it's on the weekly show. I think you're going to see some very credible guy. Like I think eventually you're going to see somebody try to challenge the establishment, and they're going to get old Paul to take a suit off, and you're going to have Triple H versus some young heel that's trying to buck the system. In NXT, I think that's a story. I would not be shocked if somewhere in the in the next year or two, you saw a John Cena versus Velveteen Dream. I think you are going to start to see some major, major credible stars who will have a little bit of crossover in NXT, and that'll put it on to WrestleMania. Okay, then, man, ask you a question: Why didn't that happen with ECW? Mm. They put Big Show in. He was the champion. They made him the champion. They put Batista versus Big be, Show. Be, 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 because, uh, well, because a little bit different. E- ECW was also. ECW was also let's let's rehash just what the name stands for. It's a really and it's really vanilla. And I mean, Vince had control of it. And, I mean, NXT truly is a whole other like life force. I'm just with how they'll always treat it as, as the third as the tertiary brand automatically, because ECW I remember like like when Punk would come on right and like what was it? There's some other young guys that they would start to book um, and it, Matt Stryker, whatever what was that gang they were part of? I forget. Um, the it was like Kevin Thorne and him yeah. and whoever yeah. the hell they were. But 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 anyways, it was cool storylines, I thought. And it, the younger talents as well, working with Tommy Dream or some of the older ones. It was a good mishmash. And I thought it was well, I thought it was a better show because it was also shorter. John Morrison for CM Punk. Come on, dude. That's yeah. a money main event. <laughs> and I just thought the way but the problem is not what the talent's doing. My my worry is the way Vince will always treat that show. A difference, I think. That was just this, again, this fun little hour. Let's recreate the ECW magic with the three letters. This is NXT that's going to get north of $50 million from USA and TV rights. This has got much more legitimacy behind it and much more business priority. But star power-wise, I just named them. Ric Flair, Kurt Angle, so on and so forth. NXT is not putting bigger – there's not talent currently in WWE. There's bigger names than them. Kurt Angle, Big Show, Ric Flair, Batista. These are all Hall of Famers. Hmm. Let me uh, posit this theory. Saying, though. Yeah, Seth yeah. On there. Okay, great. They put Seth Rollins on there. I don't think that's going to do enough to bring them up to like a two or, or what, whatever have you is what I'm saying. And it all matters down to what they treat this show like is my biggest yeah. fear. But from a dollars and cents point of view, here's where it could go wrong. Let's say for some reason, Velveteen Dream has the sort of meteoric rise we only see in movies. Like he just, you know, has a breakout moment on NXT and USA because the most watched thing. It's pulling four million a week while SmackDown and Raw are cracking three. That'd Vince awesome. is gonna say we're getting half a billion dollar or billion dollars from Fox. Like uh, we're getting fifty million from USA for NXT. I'm moving him over to Fox. That's what they did with ECW too. Yeah. CM Punk. Fair. Yeah. We'll see. I'm looking forward to it. So. uh Final thoughts? Just to be quick, ECW was on crap-ass sci-fi. It wasn't on USA. There's a million other reasons as to why it didn't work, obviously. I don't want to compare the two because NXT is much better. Hmm. I'm just worried about Vince's 
opinion of it. And then him stealing stars from there and bringing it to Raw and SmackDown the minute it gets traction or these stars get bigger or he starts to see those ratings creep up. He needs mm-hmm. to just let it go because that is the next evolution of the business, obviously, is what that means. If NXT starts to creep up on them ratings, you need to let it happen. You can stay the hell out of the way. This could be yeah. the next Monday Night Raw if you just stay out of the hell, stay the hell out of the way. We'll see. Uh, today, stories going around to AEW's Wednesday night TV show. Yeah. The title? Dynamite. What's wrong with that? It's fine. Dynamite. ENT, get it? And it works. Yeah. Are they calling it Wednesday night Dynamite? No. They had, they had, um, they had trademarked at one time, I think, Tuesday night Dynamite, Wednesday night Dynamite, but it, I, think that, I think it's just going to be called All Elite Wrestling colon Dynamite. They should get Jimmy Walker. Is Jimmy Walker still alive? Right? Yes. Who's more synonymous with the, the word dynamite? Justin has no idea what we're talking about. I'm lost. I don't know. You never watch Good Times? And it's dynamite. Yes. The way you said it. <laughs> I've heard that. I didn't know that's what Even better. Dynamite is a much better name. Very big learning lesson in the Janet Jackson episode. Remember? Uh, which which one? Like uh, when, when her Patty, mom was burning her with the iron? Yes. Yeah. Dude, I remember like being just completely shook as a little kid going, what in the hell is it? What's happening? Because I was still at that age. I'm not really understanding, but kind of. Oh, and Penny had like the worst shit happen to her. When you watch like every episode where something terrible happened, it happened to Penny. I feel so oh, bad. So, you know? so bad for Janet Jackson when I was a kid. And then even worse, when I learned about the Jackson family, I felt bad for Janet Jackson in real life. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's not been easy. <laughs> um, Jimmy Walker uh, still alive. Yes. 72 years old. Wow. Make it happen. Uh, allegedly, there are shakeups, perhaps, to the Raw announce team. Justin? Yeah, a lot of speculation. Obviously, we have the draft coming up soon, and there's, you know, we're, we're expecting changes. Michael Cole's gone. So, well, we think there's a speculation that Michael Cole's going to move to SmackDown and be the play uh, play guy. I mean, look, Cole, Cole has been, you know, he is on the final years. I mean, he's been there for a long time. They've been grooming Tom Phillips, who's all on SmackDown right now. They've also been grooming Vic Joseph, who is the 205 Live play play He also does the NXT UK. So, there's some speculation that potentially Vic is actually going to move to Raw and be the play-by-play guy. He has Dio Madden with him right now, who's a former NFL player. He's very new, but he's there. There's talk of moving Cole to SmackDown. Potentially Corey Graves just doing one of the shows. Maybe Cole with Graves on SmackDown. Renee Young looks like she's going to go to the studio to do the Fox studio show. Where Tom Phillips and Byron Saxon fall, yet to be known. Again, this is all speculation, and we won't know until WWE puts it out there, but um, it is expected that among the talent swapping around, we will we are going to see uh, them use this opportunity to uh, change the broadcast lineup of who who's doing the shows. So okay, that took forever. Listen to me. Why is Tom Phillips not like the number one? Explain that to me. Why is he not like the number one choice, Justin? Well, like I said, he's been a he's he's been. I mean, he's the number he's on the number two show right now. So he's been. I, but I don't know what the future. I don't know. Yeah, I could tell no, you. Is that he'll be why, like? Why is it this other guy on Raw and not him on Raw? Well, Vic is, but you know, Vic again. I, Vic, uh, Vic's good. Um, Vic, Vic worked with Tommy in House of Hardcore. He came in. He really kind of did all the right things since he's been with the company. Uh, again, I know Michael Cole, who oversees the announcers, really likes Vic. I know I've mm. heard I've heard that Vince likes Vic. So mm. you know, um, that's a shame because Tom Phillips is freaking for my money. I think he's he's. He's fantastic. I think Tom's good too. That doesn't, and that doesn't. Again, we have to wait. We have to wait and see what shakes. I mean, you know, Tom Joseph or Tom Phillips might end up uh, 
somewhere, but it just right now it, it's trying to figure out, you know, are they doing two men booths, three men booths? Who's going to the studio? I like Graves with Tom Phillips an awful lot. Graves yeah. is good with Graves is good with anybody. Graves. It, yeah, he is. Yeah. And, and, and what's his name? Getting made fun of the entire time. He Byron, played, next Byron, does yeah. a very good job of setting them up too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we shall see. Uh, four nights in a row, Matt. We've done this four nights in a row. Wow. I didn't feel crazy. actually surprising. <laughs> it usually does, which is a good sign. That means we ended it on a good show. That didn't feel like work. That's yeah. Good. Next week, Monday Night Raw, Tuesday Night SmackDown, Wednesday Night NXT, but the week after, Wednesday Night Dynamite. Hell yeah. Stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. for all that and more. Matt Morgan, anything to plug before we take it home here? Nope. Twitter and Instagram at BP. Matt Morgan, as you see at the bottom of the screen. Justin Labar, what you got? Uh, if you're in Pittsburgh, join me October 2nd when AEW and NXT go head-to-head. Wrestling history is happening. I'll be hosting a viewing party at 1311 Bar. Uh, eight televisions will have all the shows on all of them. The sound will be on for AEW. $2.50 domestic bottles, $7 Captain Morgan pitchers, $7 Smirnoff pitchers. going to be a good time. Be pot committed. Show up 1311. I'll see you October 2nd. And I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein, where I would greatly appreciate a follow. I live tweet along with WWE programming as it's airing. Uh, We'll catch you back here on Monday for more of the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Until then, take care. Number one, you mark quick caring about followers. Secondly, Justin, what's a picture of Captain Morgan? Is that even possible? They'll they'll make.